John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. This is the High Gain Podcast, John. Oh, man, the High Gain Podcast is so podcasty. Yeah. Wait, is this 156? This is 156, Ed. Episode 156. Oh, my God. If you take 52... Yes. ...and you multiply it by three, <gasps> what do you get? This is our exact three-year episode? I think it is, right? Damn. Yeah, three years. Way to go, John. Yeah, hey, congratulations, Ed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we could have very easily blown past that. Yeah, it just occurred to me. We do have maybe something planned. Three-year stuff. Yeah. A couple guys like us. Cool year-aversary stuff. Just not on this one. Yeah. Not on the actual one that would be the three-year one. Yeah, because we're just not that organized. No, not really. Stay tuned. Where are you recording from, John? I am recording from the basement in West Seattle. Yeah. Sad to say, the rain is kind of back. It's gross. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today, John? This is going to be wide-ranging, Ed. More than just guitars. Of course I do have a guitar. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. It's going to be great, Ed. You sent me a picture of this guitar, and I'm pretty stoked on this episode. Weirdly stoked. Yeah, me too. I don't know why that is. I guess we'll just explore it together. We're leaving together But still it's farewell Maybe we'll come back To earth who can tell I guess there is no one to blame We're leaving ground Will things ever be the same again? 
Beverages. Beverages. <laughs> Id. Uh, man, that was great. I'm sure you'll probably throw a little, you know, smooth action over the top of that. But that was really, really good. The final countdown. Is that? Ah, I don't. Who's the band? That, my friend, is Europe. Terrible. 1986. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um... I feel like your childhood of Elvis Costello shines through like vocally and in your guitar playing in a way where like when you first started singing, I'm like, what Elvis Costello song is this? Because I know it's Elvis Costello. (laughs) And it super was not Elvis Costello. It was our friends from the frozen north at Europe. Frozen north being Sweden. Oh, are they? Yeah, it's our Swedish friends. Okay. My 80s were not spent listening to Europe. Mine were not either. But, you know, sometimes those masterpieces just kind of shine through. For sure. Absolutely. Do you have a beverage? Oh, man, I got a beverage. What do you got? Well, I have the requisite black coffee, as always. Okay. But today, Ed, I've got Tropicana Essential Probiotics. Okay. This particular one is pineapple and mango juice. That sounds pretty good. I don't discern any particular slogan, so I guess we can infer that it's drink this shit. (laughs) I think so. Tropicana Essential Probiotics. Drink this shit. I have a big 12-ounce mug, and I put in a pear, probably like a pint of strawberries, a bowl, like a fairly good-sized bowl of spinach, a couple of carrots. That's it. A big, juiced-up bevy. Ed's on the juice. Yeah. Is that with your new juicer? Mm-hmm. This is largely pear and strawberry, but the spinach makes everything bright green, you know? I wonder if that's a thing in the juicing culture. I'm way into the juicing subculture at this point. My list of ingredients here, even though this is... Big juice, mm-hmm. Tropicana, mm-hmm. says that vegetable juice was added for color. Oh. Are the hardcore juicers not going to drink it if they think it looks like some artificial color? It is definitely not orangey orange juice color. It's more like brown. Exactly. Greenish brown. And I would say I'm way deep into the juicing subculture. You're nutty for it. I also have a little single shot of espresso. Why Europe? George Lynch, he wasn't in Europe, was he? He was not. Okay. Last week, you said that the tie-in you saw coming from a mile away. Yes. So I thought, I gotta make it so he's gonna wonder about that beverage song for a little longer. The whole time. I love it. Okay, great. Yeah. I do not see an obvious tie-in outside of just, like, 80s hair metal. You mentioned George Lynch. Yeah. That is apt. Mm-hmm. Because the guitar we have here today, Ed, is an ESP guitar. Right. This is a GL500K, otherwise known as the George Lynch Kamikaze. 
This is part of their limited series, so it is an LTD guitar. Have we done ESP? I think we have, right? We have never. Is that true? This is the first time we're doing ESP <laughs> guitars. <laughs> Great. Yeah. This whole thing starts in the 70s. Remember in the 70s, it was really big to kind of hot Roger guitars? Yep. There were companies specializing in replacement parts. I remember this. Yeah. Charvel was doing it. Schechter was doing it. Making the parts that guitarists wanted, but people like Fender, for some reason, didn't want to make. It was a whole business model. It was. Yep. It existed in Japan also. Mm. In 1975, our man Hisataki Shibuya. Oh, okay. He opens a store in Tokyo, Ed, called Electric Sound Products, ESP. Man, cool. Okay. He specializes in custom replacement parts. Great. Yeah. He's selling them all around Japan. He's even starting to build bodies and necks and put them together. Mm. While this is happening, a little band called Dokken is formed. You know Dokken? Ask me to name my favorite Dokken song. What's your favorite Dokken song, Ed? I have no idea. Did those guys have a hit? Probably. Maybe. Yeah? Our man George Lynch is a guitarist who joins Dokken. He's on the front end of the Dokken wave. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah. Around that time, our man Shibuya wants to bring his replacement parts to the U.S. and shop them around. Okay. And he starts making bodies for people. Okay. Kramer and Schechter. So they're probably all like at this point super stratty kind of looking things would be my guess. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Making bodies. Cranking them out. But word gets out that these replacement parts, anyway, are very, very good quality. The local New York players start picking up the parts and even the guitars. Vernon Reed from Living Color. I like that guy a lot. Yes. I saw that band, Club Style, and that guy's a ripper. Oh, man, he sure is. Goddamn. Sid McGinnis, remember him from Late Night with David Letterman? Totally. I can picture that guy because, you know, there were just the regulars, like Anton was the drummer. Yeah. For sure. So then Mr. Shibuya decides, man, I should bring over some guitars since these are doing so well. That's great. Round about this time, Ed, George Lynch. Yeah. He's in Tokyo. He's on tour with Dokken. Yeah. The boys in Dokken. They're in Japan. George Lynch happens upon the ESP store. The retail store, right? It's a retail store? Yeah. He opened a store selling all those replacement parts. Great. By this point, he's got guitars in there as well, and George Lynch discovers them and really likes them. As a result, the very first signature model from ESP was the George Lynch Kamikaze. What year is this? 1985. That guitar's been around that long? Wow. I should tell the viewers, it's a super strat style with a reverse hockey stick headstock on it. And it's got a camouflage color pattern on the top. That pattern came in all kinds of different colorways. This one is yellow, red, black, and kind of tan. And it has the Japanese characters at the tailpiece that say kamikaze, which means divine wind. It turns out that when the Mongol hordes wanted to invade Japan, not once but twice in the 13th century, mm -hmm. they brought their ships into the harbors. And both times, the typhoons came, wrecked the entire fleet, and sent them all to the bottom of the sea. Wrath of God, baby. Yeah, so the Japanese came to call those storms kamikaze, divine wind. 
you know, I don't know anything about George Lynch. And I guess 85, it's a different time. But personally, as guy in 2021, uh-huh. <laughs> I cannot imagine going to Japan and telling a Japanese manufacturer as a white American guy, I want you to make me a kamikaze guitar and put kamikaze lettering and like bomb dropping symbols and pictures of pilots on it. Yeah, it just seems really kind of like, in retrospect, a little gross. Totally. Who brought that up? Did George Lynch actually go to Shibuya and say like, ooh, I know what would be cool? That's a really good question. I could find no record of that. It's 85, so I don't know how old Shibuya would have been at that time. You know, if he's 40, he was alive for World War II. Right. That's crazy. It's interesting that the bomb counting and the actual photo of a pilot are not on the guitar I hold today, which is a reissue from 2006. Yeah. Somebody must have thought better of that whole thing. I've got a buddy, and he bought one of those in the day, and it had the pilot on it and the bombs. And I recall at the time thinking, like, that's kind of weird and gross. Right. Yeah, it has aged less well than I would have imagined. I wonder if it has anything to do with his upbringing. Our man, George Lynch, was born in 1964. Okay. He is from Spokane, Washington. Mm. You've spent some time out that way, haven't you? I know a little bit about the Eastern Washington. I've been to Spokane plenty. I went to WSU, Washington State University. It's not in Spokane, but it's real close. So I know a little bit about that place. It's a little closer to Idaho than I would like. (laughs) Idaho is like the Mississippi of the North. (laughs) A lot of dudes in bunkers in Idaho. Ooh, yeah. So is that what you mean by George Lynch's upbringing? I don't know. Did you spend a lot of time around people that would think that this Japanese character guitar would be cool? Oh, for sure. I would go to Spokane because it was the biggest city out that way. And I used to go there and go to pawn shops. Oh. And my first kind of real guitar, like in air quotes, I guess, I bought a 78 The Paul. Oh, that's cool. Played the hell out of that thing until it got stolen. (sighs) And then I got very sad. Was it stolen here in beautiful West Seattle or in Spokane? It was stolen here in beautiful West Seattle, not far from where you and I are recording right now, as a matter of fact. Bastards. Yep. What about this guitar? Oh, well, so it does have that pattern in the graphics, but the thing that's kind of cool about it, it's got a Floyd Rose, which I can take or leave, but it has a single coil pickup in the neck and a humbucker in the bridge. Two pickups. Yep. It has one knob. Love it. That's it. Is it a push-pull? It is. Yeah. If it's pulled out, then you are in the neck. More rhythmy. Yep. And then you want something a little hotter and spanky when it's lead time. I'll play a chord and then push it in so you can hear what happens when it goes to the bridge. You get a little more oomph there. Hell yeah. So this would have been the guitar, or one of them that George Lynch played when one of Dawkins' biggest hits came out 
called Mr. Scary. Do we know that song? I, Ed, yeah. have been practicing. Oh, yeah? The intro to Mr. Scary. I'm ready. Also for the occasion, I have a solid gold effects lysis pedal. I don't know anything about that. First, I'm going to put on the 1981. So it's got some dirt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put this lysis pedal on. I like where you're going with this. love it (laughs) everything about that i think you should take that guitar back to thunder road guitars in beautiful west seattle yes and just spend the entire day playing that riff over and over and over again at like full volume in the store yeah like hey guys i gotta get better at this (laughs) exactly i played my buddies and I was pretty hipstery guy when those things were coming out. I was a little dismissive, but I remember that thing playing amazing. It plays pretty well. That's true. And this pedal is really fun. This pedal is like kind of octave fuzz slash modulation. Hmm. And you can dial in how much of each thing you want. Oh, that's cool. that's rad yeah yeah but it plays pretty great right it plays pretty well both the pickups in here are seymour duncan's okay and it's pretty weird to have this guitar that i can't really demonstrate much other than bridge neck yeah (laughs) it is weird having no blend between the neck and the bridge one or the other you don't get both sorry It's kind of cool. I almost think that guitar, one knob, humbucker, go. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, the same time that song comes out, Mr. Scary. Yeah. From the album Back for the Attack. Mm Mm-hmm. From 1987. Our man Hisataki Shibuya is not sitting still, Ed. No, of course not. He buys Schechter. Oh. Have we done Schechter? We have done Schechter, and that is where you would know Mr. Shibuya from. Got it. I should remember these things, but you know. <laughs> Around this time, yeah, 1989, ESP moves its New York City-based headquarters up onto 48th Street. At that time, West 48th Street in Manhattan, which is like shop after shop after shop after shop. You could spend a whole day looking at guitars and probably still not get to all the stores there were. Is it still that way? No, not really. That's a bummer. Did you do that a lot? I did. The first acoustic guitar I bought new, I bought at Sam Ash on 48th Street in New York in 1989, same year. Oh, look at you. It wasn't all uh, walk down the primrose path, though, Ed. Oh, no. Uh, Well, I'm sorry to say, in that year, 1989, Dokken disbanded. You know, sometimes you got to burn things to the ground if you want to get to the lynch mob, right? I think so. 
Don Dokken mm-hmm. and George Lynch were at creative odds, maybe. Oh. So maybe you're right. Maybe George wants to go out and do the Lynch Mob band. There's this whole generation of guitarists I just don't know anything about at all. I don't either. <laughs> Lynch Mob. No idea. That's another weird thing, too, isn't it? We've talked about the kind of racist iconography on this guitar, and now dude goes out and names a band the Lynch Mob? Just saying. Get your shit together. Yeah, he's probably like going to barbecues over at Ted Nugent's house. (laughs) He might be a perfectly fine gentleman, Ed. We don't know. He actually could be just an amazing guy. I'll bet if we met him, we would be disarmed. The nice thing is, if you go to his Wikipedia page, yeah, there's like sections for early life, career, equipment, influences. Yeah. If a guy is a straight up shitbag, he'll have a whole section devoted to him being a shitbag. George Lynch does not have that section. So that's good. Awesome. Way to go, George. We don't want to yuck anyone's yum, you know? <laughs> that is not what we're here to do. <laughs> no. That's not our thing. Well, Ed, in 1990, the guitar sales are going so well that they completely discontinue their whole replacement parts business in order to concentrate full-time on entire guitars. Cool. Okay. Yeah. In 1993, Ed, ESP moves off of 48th Street in New York, and they move the headquarters right onto Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, Los Angeles. Wow. That jibes with kind of these people we're talking about, you know? The metal community. Yeah, like a lot of those bands coming up through all the clubs on Sunset Strip. That makes a lot of sense to me. Well, yeah, this hair isn't going to spray itself. No, absolutely. Enter Mr. Shibuya to fill that void. Yeah. He goes a step further, though, Ed. Okay. In 1994, Hisataki Shibuya buys the Musicians Institute. Huh. So now he owns ESP, he owns Schechter, and he owns the Musicians Institute. Yeah. He is building his metal empire. Testament, Ramstein, Lamb of God. These are dudes that have signature models. I have no frame of reference for these guys. None. It totally makes sense that they would play those guitars. It also totally makes sense that I have no idea who the hell they are. You know? (laughs) Like, yeah. Well, good news, Ed. Oh, good. Maybe it's just coincidence. Now that Mr. Shibuya has his metal realm firmly established, Dokken reunites. Good. 1994. And soon after that, 1995, they launched the limited series, the LTD series, which is what I hold in my hand here. They were meant to be more affordable. They were all made in either Korea or Indonesia. This particular one I hold is Korean, and it's from 2006. Hmm. There was a little wrinkle, though. The higher-end Japanese models were discontinued in the U.S. They became too expensive to export to the U.S. Huh, okay. You know, the winds of fortune appear to be inextricably linked here between ESP and George Lynch. Sure. Now you can't get the badass stuff in the U.S. anymore. And what happens? Dokken fires George Lynch (laughs) in 97. Oh, no. They replace him with a guy named John Norum. Who wins and who loses in this? Does Dokken win? Does George Lynch win? 
I don't know. John Norm was born in 1964, same year as our man George Lynch. He was raised in Sweden. Oh. And would eventually become the guitarist for Europe. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so good. He wrote the final countdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's going to come back around. Nope. I had totally forgotten. And then, bam. Right in a kisser. Love it. Early 2000s, Ed? Yeah. I guess the economy improved or something because the higher-end Japanese stuff became available in the U.S. again. Okay. So what's this pedal called? Solid Gold Effects? What? It's called the Lysis. L-Y-S-I-S. I'll turn it on again for you. If I turn off the modulation side, now we're just on like fuzzy octave Pretty cool, huh? I like it a lot. Yeah, I think I like it a lot too. Made in Canada, our friends to the north. They know what's up. Are you kidding me? I had no idea. The Canada people, they know stuff. Oh, yeah. In 2005, Ed, ESP and Mr. Shibuya celebrate 30 years. Congrats. They went through a lot of stuff in those 30 years. Mm -hmm. A lot of the players we talked about love these things, and even more so people like Kirk Hammett and James Hetfield, the Metallica boys. Sure. They had so popularized the guitars that Gibson took notice and tried to bring legal action. Hey, that explorer shape, that's our shape. They were in this too? I don't think that actually went anywhere because maybe ESP just designed their way out of it. Like, okay, here, we changed a bunch of stuff. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> also in the intervening years, Fender had bought Jackson guitars. I think you knew that. Yeah. A lot of the metal guys that endorsed Jackson moved to ESP. The ESP guys thought Jackson was kind of selling out. Right. The long and short of it is ESP is still very much around, and they have a dizzying array of guitars that one can get. I kind of scrolled around the website and was like, I'm not going to try to decipher all of this. But if you want a nice ESP, you can certainly get it. Sure. It kind of cleans up. So maybe you're just like <laughs> doing your ska rhythms on your kamikaze. I don't think George Lynch is doing that. You don't think? Maybe he is. I don't know. That, Ed, is just about the extent of the ESP LTD series George Lynch Kamikaze model guitar. Do you feel like you have learned a tremendous amount of stuffs? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of amazed we've never done ESP before. I guess it just shows that there's probably brands we'll be able to do for another three years. I think so. Now the moment of truth, Ed. Yeah. Buy it or deny it. Man, I think if it had a different paint job, I would consider that thing, but I'm probably not into it. That is a deny it for Ed. Yep. What about you? I think I'm going deny it also. Yeah. 
I think that this has been a tremendous amount of fun to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of taken with the single knob simplicity of it. Yep. But yeah, maybe that's as far as it goes. It was nice hanging with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And certainly if it was super crappy, if I couldn't wring anything playable out of it, I would have said. Right. That's not the case. So you could pick these up for a reasonable price and you've got yourself a great player. I think there's probably multiple ESP guitars out there that I would be more inclined to buy than that one. That's it, Ed. Where can people find us, John? On the interweb machine. Okay. Do you have one of those? I have a new one of those that just came this week because my computer blew up. Oh. Can you imagine only being able to do internets on your phone? Like a savage? Like a caveman? Yeah. Not into it. So if you want to go to the highgain.com on the internet box? Yep. Or go to any of your socials and look for the high gain? Yep. Instagram's good. Instagram to see all kinds of cool pictures. Yep. And then, Ed, when you get a tattoo of the Divine Win <laughs> Japanese characters, right? take a couple shots, put them up. Okay. This was a lot of fun, Ed. Yeah, good work. You too. Good job. Bye. Okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>